And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. We're finally back after a week off and it is now time to dive into what you voted for. And and not a surprise, you all voted for to what for me and Tyler to watch every single Dragon Ball Z movie. But before I continue any further, let me introduce to you a student of the Turtle House himself. Tyler. Tyler, welcome back, dude. I was uh, fetched to catch a mermaid for Master Roshi. I was not successful. <laughs> all right. So so you guys voted. Um, and we're going to watch every, all 13. We'll debate on whether to do Resurrection F and... Um, and uh, there's Battle also the two movies. Uh, also the two TV specials. I want to do those as well. If they're on iTunes, and what, what are they those? Are. I what are those? I don't know what those are. History of Trunks and Bardock, the Father of Ghost. Oh Trunks. yeah, yeah of, cor- of course, yes. I figured. I thought those were included into the into this watch along, um, in, in watching these movies. Yeah, we got to do that, especially History of Trunks. I remember it being that one of the best ones. So, uh, most episodes will not be this long, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will mostly just be talking about the movies, and these episodes will definitely be shorter than the DC ones because these most of these early movies are not nearly as long as, say, a typical DC animated movie of the modern era. So these episodes may be 20 minutes, 25 minutes, maybe 30 if Tyler and I are pushing it, but they won't probably reach gold for better than that, which is probably better for Tyler because he doesn't have to spend so long editing it. Yeah, that'd be pretty much a godsend for uh, editing-wise. Okay, so uh, let, let's go and talk about Dragon Ball. we got to talk about Dragon Ball. Uh, we all have Maybe. a start point. It, it's it's the it's the anime the most mainstream anime that you can get um, to the world where some people forget that it's anime sometimes. Tyler, what was your exposure to Dragon Ball slash Dragon Ball Z? Uh, so my exposure to uh, anything Dragon Ball related was this week's movie. Actually, uh, I caught Dead really? Zone at a glimpse at a friend's house one day while it was playing on Toonami. And this was the Ocean Dub version, uh, the first English version that we got here. I do remember uh, the scene uh, where Garlic Jr. is pretty much just um, talking about gathering the Dragon Balls to become immortal. You know, that's the only thing I, rec- I only recollect from uh, that early point. And from there, I caught the episode where uh, Goku started fighting Frieza for the first time. And oh, wow. uh, it was just nonstop Dragon Ball there. Like... I collected most of the games that came out. I watched nearly every episode that came on TV. I even watched some of uh, some episodes of Dragon Ball GT on uh, a Spanish-speaking channel uh, before that was dubbed into English. So uh, that pretty much went... Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Fever ran high for me back in the early, mid-2000s. And I still get a kick out of the series to this day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I'm pretty sure sh- I could be misremembering because I can't remember what I saw first, but it was either Tree of Might, which I thought was the first Dragon Ball movie. It's not. It's just the first one I saw. Uh, that's the third movie we'll be covering in this in our Dragon Ball movie series. Um, it was either Tree of Might or it was the first. I don't know. It was on Toonami. I never saw Dragon Ball because we never got Dragon Ball 
in, in the West until after the popularity of Dragon Ball Z. Am I wrong on that? I feel like uh, I'm right on that. There was one English dub. I think it's called Golden Apple uh, that okay. dubbed the original Dragon Ball, but that was one of those uh, rarely circulated ones that didn't right. really go far. Yeah, exactly. It didn't catch fire, and then I know that you. And then Dragon Ball Z started with like the Peter Kamelish Goku, which we'll talk about a little bit. And then I remember that episode. Like, who are these people? Okay, fine. And then like all of a sudden, it's this cool fight shit, and you know, and wave beam attacks. And then of course, uh, Tree of Might had its own visual flair. I'll save for when we talk about Tree of Might. But I just became mesmerized and like, okay, this is the hero. And within the first two episodes he's dead i'm like what ha! and not understanding that okay this character's been around for quite some time so it's not like his death happens out of nowhere i'm um, still a shocker but i think that's kind of what sold me in and of course i watched all the way through god i remember the agonizing links that was the namek saga and the frieza uh. saga Jesus the Frieza saga is the worst of it. The Namek stuff is fine. It's just the no, final yeah. fight with Frieza that drags on. <laughs> it starts off really great, and then it's just like, oh, we're still here? We're still here. Okay. Uh, which would become synonymous to Dragon Ball going forward. I, I won't lie. I'm going to be honest with everybody. I've kind of grown to hate Dragon Ball ever since I watched Super. I'm like, why is this existing? It, I don't like Super. Um, That's so, fair. And, and, like, it just doesn't feel right to me. So I'm hoping to watching this, I'll rekindle some kind of lost love for Dragon Ball that I had when I was younger. I don't know if it'll convince me to watch Super again, but definitely just remind no, me. it won't. <laughs> at least remind <laughs> me what, what made Dragon Ball special. Um, so, uh, and again, we're going to cover all 13 movies. I know I'm, what, okay, let's, I'm going to ask you this question. What's the Dragon Ball movie that you're looking for, or what Dragon Ball movies are you looking forward to covering besides the history of Trunks? Because I know you want to talk about history of Trunks. Uh, Bardock the Father of Goku is actually one of my favorites. Uh, also, uh, the next movie coming up, uh, World's Strongest, that's another one of my favorites. Uh, I barely and, uh, remember it, World's Strongest. Like, and if we get to it, uh, my... All-time favorite Dragon Ball movie, Battle of Gods. Okay. Well, I think we'll put it up to a poll, which I'm pretty sure it'll win, but or depending on my mood, uh, we'll, if we do uh, Resurrection. If at that point, we might just do Broly as well, right? Just do the, uh, the Super... Because I hear, even though I don't like Super, I hear the Super movies are really good. So, yeah, Super um, Broly is, a better, is the best Broly movie in this entire lineup. Yeah, well, I, I yeah. So for me, it's cooler. Uh, I think cooler. Like, birth one of the coolest characters in Dragon Ball to me. Um, he's one of my mains in Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, yes. and, and of course the sequel, Revenge of Cooler. Those ones I'm looking at. Uh, of course, History of Trunks is a good one. Um, I'm interested to rewatch Lord Slug again because I barely remember Lord. Slug. I like that one. I barely um, remember. It was that actually one. one of the first uh, Dragon Ball movies I ever owned on a VHS. Nice. I, 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 the ones I remember the most are Tree of Might, Dead Zone, um, History of Trunks, obviously, because I think it's History of Trunks, and like that's that's when we started getting them more because we didn't get those art ones, early ones at all, unless Toonami showed them on on TV. Um, which, by the way, Toonami just I remember Toonami constantly showing Dead Zone, World Strongest, and Tree of Might all almost all the time uh, back in the day on on like the weekends, which was which is pretty sick. Um, uh, Bardock, Father, Go uh, Father of Goku, is really good. Is a really good one. Um, it's mostly anything after that is where I don't remember. Like the Super Android. 7, I really like Super Fusion Reborn. See, I've never seen that one. I'm excited to see that one. I've never seen that or Super Android 
uh, 13 or whatever it's called, um, where Goku famously gets punched in the dick. Yeah. And in the second cooler movie, Vegeta gets kicked in the dick. So oh, yeah, no, I'm well aware of that. Yeah, and I'm curious to see how, speaking of that, how much I can separate Dragon Ball Z abridged from, uh, no credit to, like, like, all credit to those guys in their wonderful humor, but sometimes they made it a little too hard to separate the, the material when you're not watching, you're watching the original stuff. They never yeah, did it a. Br- uh, it, it comes to a point where, uh, it feels like it's the more official material when they do it better. Kinda. Um... It, it they never did a abridged of these movies, right? Like Dead Zone and stuff. They did, did the they? first eight. Uh, they have they didn't do BoJack Gumbounder or any of the later ones. Okay, cool. See, I don't even know what that is. So, uh, but right now this is basically a nostalgia trip. So let's go ahead and break it down before we continue to break it down. Uh, this was Dragon Ball Z the movie Dead Zone. Um, Not to be confused in- with the Stephen King film starring uh, Christopher uh, Christopher Walken. Exactly. Uh, this is directed by Daisuke Nishio with a screenplay by Taoko Koyama. And, of course, based on Dragon Ball by Akira Toriyama. And starring, and I will be reading off the uh, Funimation 2005 release because that is a version that me and Tyler watched. There is, because originally it was dubbed in 1997 by Ocean Studios, which that's probably, if you're our age, um, Tyler's a little bit younger than me, but he probably, he might remember it. But if you're my age... And you watch Dragon Ball. This is the Dragon Ball you probably first saw with Peter Camillus. Or, uh, or if you live in Canada, this is probably your regular cast. True. Uh, you Peter Camillus was your Goku. Uh, Scott McNeil was Piccolo. Um, all these other people. Um, you know, you you probably you, you'll recognize the voices pretty uh, pretty great uh, pretty regularly. Um, but we have starring as Goku is Sean Shemo, who is the uh, for most people the definitive version of Goku. Uh, we gonna- have. Stephanie Nadonli uh, as Gohan, who that's the one I recognize as as Gohan, honestly. Um, and we have Christopher Sabat voicing both Piccolo and Kami, which I couldn't tell he voiced Kami, which good on him. Um, we have uh, Krillin uh, voiced by uh, Sony uh, Sunny Strait, uh, Oxkeen voiced by Kyle Herbert, and yeah. Chi is voiced by Cynthia Kranz. Uh, Kyle Herbert, man of many, many voice talents. He doesn't get nearly as recognized as he should for how talented he is. He's Ryu in Street Fighter. Right, exactly. He's everywhere, but like you don't hear his name get brought up a lot, which I guess says something. Um, uh, Master Roshi's voiced by Mike McFarland. Balma's voiced by Tiffany Vollmer, which Shenron, once again, uh, voiced by Christopher Sabat. Uh, Garrett Jr. is voiced by Chuck Huber. And uh, his minions are played by, as is, Ginger is Troy Baker, Nikki is Doug Burks, and Sancho is Eric Dillo, and of course our narrator is Kyle Herbert. I find it funny that Garlic Jr.'s henchmen are uh, uh, Nikki and Ginger, and then they're Sancho. I'm like, well, here's the weeb of the team. <laughs> um, so here we, here we go. This is Dead Zone, the Tree of Might. Not, not Dead Zone Tree. I'm combining movies now. Sorry. <laughs> This is uh, Dragon Ball Z: The Dead Zone. So I'm gonna ask this question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question, and we will answer it at the end of the show. Is this movie canon? Is this not movie canon? And I think it's gonna get harder to say yes as we further go down the line. But we'll answer that at the end of the, of the show. So keep that in mind, audience. Um, so uh, Tyler, um, we got a pretty simple story here, right? Yeah, it's pretty simple, all things considered. Yeah, so pretty much Garlic Jr., who is our titular villain, very short demon demon character, uh, is pretty, pretty much, much around... Pretty much Emperor Pilaf, except more threatening. 
Yes, which I'll get into that as we get into uh, as we go further. Is trying is pretty much rounding out the Dragon Balls at, at pretty much and even at the beginning he takes out Piccolo or uh, Nikki Ginger and Sancho all take out Piccolo, um, and if he pretty much wants to have the Dragon Balls to pretty much get eternal life and to raise he- literally raise hell across the cosmos. Um, unfortunately, because he kidnapped Goku's son, Gohan, that means Goku's got to step in your business. And when Goku steps in your business, well, shit's over pretty, pretty much for you. Yeah, pretty much. And um, that's pretty much the plot. Yeah, pretty simple. Uh, already in your description, I see one glaring problem that isn't brought up in the movie proper. Um, so, a big pivotal plot point in Dragon Ball is that Piccolo and Kami are intrinsically tied together. If one dies, so does the other. And since Kami is the creator of the Dragon Balls, if he dies, they're turned to stone and don't work anymore. Right. So why in the world did Garlic Jr. have uh, his minions uh, try to kill Piccolo and Kami right before getting Unless he... I assume it's because he didn't know. That's the only explanation that he doesn't know. No, he knows that they're linked to each other, so he probably knows that killing Kami means the Dragon Balls don't work anymore, so... It's it's odd, isn't it? That that's I didn't think about that. Um, it's a bit of an uh, oversight on his part. Yeah, definitely an oversight uh, for sure. One thing I will say about this movie, watching it, and I think it's going to change. And this, I think this is what the fascination I'm going to get with. This didn't. This felt like a. Tra- I was watching an episode of Dragon Ball. Yeah, man. Uh, this is a uh, right before um, it went into Z territory. Like it was still treading early Dragon Ball waters, so mm-hmm. the animation is a bit more fluid and focused more on the martial arts action rather than just powering up and energy memes and shit. Yeah, exactly. I, I honestly could. T- I honestly would say uh, that you could watch. Like I've never seen. You know what's funny about Dragon Ball is I've never seen the the fights with Tien or Piccolo. I never saw that. Which stuff. you should. I, I know I should, but I stopped at the whole Red Ribbon Army shit, and it got I got annoyed with that stuff. Um, but this is honestly the first perfect bridge movie between the end of Dragon Ball. You know, Goku's with Chi Chi; he's gonna start a new life. Piccolo, he defeated Piccolo at the World Arts World Martial Arts Tournament, and then to Z opening up to that. This movie is perfect for that because it kind of yeah. has the funness. It really has the fun because like that's what I always equate with Dragon Ball, it, the original Dragon Ball series. It's fun, it's lighthearted, it's more comedic, it's not as serious as uh, as Z is. Oh yeah, uh, it definitely doesn't delve into the drama as much as Z likes to indulge in. Exactly, I feel like you watch an episode of Z. It's like, oh my god, the world's on fire, and Goku's dying of a heart attack, and all this. Meanwhile, Dragon Ball, it's like they're it's it's just shenanigans from each episode to each each episode. Yeah. It's definitely ha- it definitely has its own charm right up until you get to the King Piccolo stuff. Exactly. That's when the turn starts to happen. Um, it, it, even so here, like, for instance, um, Gohan gets kidnapped. And I do like that uh, initially on when Gohan gets kidnapped, um, number one, taking out Ox King and like he's just dropping the books. And you, I like that little sequence where he's like stunned. And I'm like, are, are you okay? And it turns out he got hit by, I think that's Ginger who kicked him? Yeah. Yeah, it's Ginger, a la it's Troy G- Baker. Yeah, and we actually get to see Chi-Chi try to throw hands, which a lot of people forget before she became the character. God, I hate what they did to her in, in Dragon Ball Z. Jesus Christ. Spoiler warning, uh, you get to see her throw more hands in Lord Slug. Nice! Okay, good, I'm happy for that. But, like, I hate that you ha- you got to see 
um, you got this like that people forget that she was a competent martial artist. Like that's what she was. Um, she was good. She's the daughter of the Ox King, and now she's just the woman who gets mad at her husband and her son. And all it's that a damn stuff. shame. Yeah, they really they yeah. Um, but you get to see her try to fight, and obviously she's no match because these are demons she's dealing with. Chi Chi's never trained for that much, and. Um, no, and you get a butt ass naked Goku running out of the river, which I'm like, oh, that's a that's an introduction to a that's character. That's how he fishes, man. Yeah, um, I do like how the movie kind of just drops you in. There's like no explanation. Like these, like we do get backstory later on, but it just kind of just ex- expects you to know that you either watch Dragon Ball or you're watching Dragon Balls, Dragon Ball Z at this point. Yeah, um, if you're uh, going from end the Dragon Ball, probably starting with Z, this is probably a good transitioning point. Because yeah. there are some things that kind of connect, but also don't if you think about it. But I think it transitions pretty well with uh, the beginning chapters of Z before Goku finds out that he's an alien. Yeah, because, like, the, again, there's no way this happens. But it just, to me, it seems like, okay, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in that rest period before uh, Raditz shows up. But we'll answer more of that later on. Um but I tell you what, one of the more fun sequences in this movie is, so Gohan, for me at least, Gohan is kidnapped, right? And he's crying. He does the typical crying thing. Thank goodness he stops the crying thing after Piccolo gets his hands on him. Yeah. Um, but he starts crying, and he goes to eat the apple of the forbid. I'm guessing it's like the apple of Eden. It's forbidden fruit. Uh, it's more like um, the uh, mutated apples from uh, the plant that they're from. I forget what exactly it's called. So, Garlic Jr. is an alien? Yeah. Um, they're from, uh, I think it's the Macchio Star, I think it's called, okay. from uh, the filler arc that he's from, which sucks, by the way. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. We'll, t- we'll talk about the aftermath of it um, when we talk about, is this canon or not? Um, but Gohan eats it, and I'm 99% sure it's an alcohol-induced apple. Like, it has some kind of alcoholic... It has it has alcohol in it, basically, uh, or some kind of thing that tr- Gohan basically gets high for the most part, yeah. and for the, all for the rest of the movie, Gohan's in. He's seeing giant dinosaurs. He's seeing rainbow colors. It's 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 like outside of the fighting stuff, it is hilarious. Yeah, this is the yellow submarine moment of the movie where it's like, what the fuck is even going on here? Yeah, that's what I've said. It's, it, this this is uh, has the feeling of Dragon Ball to it because like you wouldn't see that shit in Z. Like it would be like Goku on the floor. Ugh, I gotta get up. Goku, like you know all that. You know, like gotta emphasize the dramaticism versus like, hey, here's Gohan just happily escaping these three big ass demons um, while you know and and somehow surviving while being simultaneously high. Uh, it's it's hilarious. Children being high is funny. Don't do it. But in the context of a movie, it's hilarious. Stop it. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, so, what my favorite part about this, besides that, is the fact that if they just took the hat, if they just took Gohan's hat, and yeah, they right? didn't take him, Goku would have never found out about this. Yeah, he wouldn't have fucked with them. But right. they just had to be vain and just take the entire kid because apparently they thought the Dragon Ball was attached to him. Exactly. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, why would you do that? Just take off the hat. And like, literally, Goku gets there. And Goku is fair, especially Sean Shemmel's portrayal of Goku, is one track mind. I need to train more. I need to save my son. Whatever. Here, it's, where's my son? I don't give a damn what you want. 
just give me my son. I'll get out of here. Just let me get my son. And for some reason, the Dragon Ball's already gone, right? He has no... Goku never expresses... <laughs> and it sounds like I'm complaining, but I'm not. I find it funny, and I think it makes my enjoyment of the film even better. For some reason, Goku... Like, they don't just let him take on. He would have just left at, um, until they started throwing hands. Then I'm sure Goku would have been like, alright, it's on. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh my god. That, that's what I find That's what I find so funny. Um, anything you want to say, buddy? Um, not in this particular front. Okay, so uh, one surprising thing is that, as you mentioned, uh, about Kami. Kami does make an appearance, and we actually get to see Kami attempt to throw hands in, in this. This is the only time he actually gets in on the action, as far I, as I remember. I think so, because I don't even remember that. And it, he does do much, so... And, and this is where we kind of get the interesting backstory. So, Garlic Jr., uh, I guess we'll talk about Garlic Jr. real quick, then we'll, we'll, we'll segue into, into Kami a bit. So, Garlic Jr. is this, he's like you said, he's Emperor Pilaf. And if you've never seen what Emperor Pilaf looks like, it's this diminished, small, elf looking demon dude who just wants the Dragon Balls for immortality. He's pretty much Emperor Pilaf, but, in na- but changed the name and gets a little bit scarier towards the end. And he wants Immortal Life. I was really surprised that. He just gets immortal life, immortality, right almost at the start of the movie instantly. Yeah, he's actually one of the first Dragon Ball characters to actually make the immortality wish. The only other one being Zamasu and Super. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Spoilers if you're if you're watching Super or you haven't watched Super. No one um, cares. So, okay, that's that's cool. I I didn't know that. So I was really surprised, which goes to show that wasn't the point of the movie is not to stop Garlic Junior. So, but pretty much he wants to use his immortality, and I, I kind of laugh because as he's walking away, he's like, the cosmos will fear me, and I will bring <laughs> hellfire. That's a horrible Garlic Jr. impersonation, by the way. Um, and, uh, I would be immortal! Exactly, and he's walking away, and um, and the and the three the three bodyguards are just like, yeah! And the, like he's like two feet tall. I love that, that offset. That he's like this Hail small Hail Garlic Jr. Give back Gohan. Give back what? Gohan. Wait, what? <laughs> um, it, 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 was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so I thought they were aliens because no, do they? I, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Did, I don't. Do they mention the Machio Star in this? Uh, they don't mention the Machio Star in this, but okay. in the filler arc, uh, in between the Frieza saga and the Android stuff. Um, they they explain that uh, they're from a planet known as the Machio Star. Okay, they don't so explicitly he... say that they're aliens here. We just assume that they're demons, just like Piccolo. right. Yeah. So we see Carter Jr. talking about his plans, and you pretty much. And I really like this cool sequence because it's such an art uh, departure from the rest of the movie. You get like this weird scratchy kind of like almost Renaissance. It's not Renaissance painting, but like I guess it's trying to emulate that. Like the West, like a Japanese take on a Western idea of what demons look like um and you see like guard you just talking about like i will bring my brethren from the earth and you know talk about all that stuff and and like they have pitchforks and shit like that i thought that was visually interesting in terms of compared to the rest of the movie yeah that's some army of darkness shit right there yeah so pretty much that's his plan he wants to use his demon horde to um to take over the world uh, and it's also I, intri- uh, intri- uh, linked to uh, Kami because he was the reason that his father was uh, pretty much banished. Yeah, you actually because I know I think I'm 
I don't I don't think I ever met Kami in Dragon Ball because you meet Kami in Dragon Ball. I think I might have stopped right before there because I never I remember. Yeah, it's Gohan. right after he beat King Piccolo. Goku went to uh, train with Kami so that he can fight Piccolo Junior in the tournament three years later. That's what it was. Okay, see, I never saw that stuff. Uh, well, I do have a Funimation account till December 6th, maybe? We'll see. Um, uh, but, because uh, I'm not going to watch all the Dragon Ball just to get to those moments. Um, so, and, and he actually gets some backstory on, on Kami in that, like, he, he wasn't just... Uh, by the way, Kami means God in Japanese, just, just to let you know. He's technically God of, of the planet. Um, a very feeble and mortal god, but a very a god nonetheless. Um, but Kami is it, 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 we pretty much is, are told that Kami uh, competed with Gar Junior Senior, um, and uh, whoever what Kami's predecessor was, we never get a name for that person. I assume they're going to become a vi- they would have become a villain in GT um, if they had continued past the uh, Omega Shenron shit uh, because that's yeah right. Um, he would have just come back, and it would be like a it would be like a blue Namek or blue Namekian or some shit like that. But um, uh, and and uh, Kami was chosen to become the new uh, th- that uh, the new Kami. after he split his evil side. By yes, the way. After, that's right. After he got rid of his he got rid of his evil incarnation. Uh, but of course, Garlic Junior Garlic Senior didn't, and he was banished pretty much to the dead zone. Um, to to I'm assuming die because he he does not have immortality. Yeah, uh, he pretty much just withered away in the dead zone because he does not have the immortality his son has now. Exactly, so that that's pretty much the grudge. And and yeah, I was really surprised we got to see Kami. That's what I like about anime movies is because even though most of them are not canon, you get to see shit you will never see in in the TV shows, and I love it. Yeah, this is an interesting bit of lore because we don't really get to see anything uh, involving the job of the Guardian of Earth. And this is pretty much an extension of that idea. And I think it's intriguing. And I think maybe he does it because it's more personal because he knew his father and he knows the kind of danger versus like... And maybe he doesn't understand... Like, he's just overestimating himself. Um, But like, yeah, he never does... Like, the closest we get to it is when he's in the... In that filler arc with the Garlic when Garlic Jr. comes back, but he does he mostly just tells Goku and his friends about it, and then he kind of just chills and hangs out, which is fine. He's an old man; he doesn't need to fight. So I was really surprised um, uh, that he fought. <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta have someone hold off uh, Garlic Jr. while Goku and Piccolo are fighting the other guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like in, in like it was pretty standard. It was mostly Garlic Junior getting uh, that just punching him through a through a, a, a stone pillar, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, not a, not a great fight, but just the fact that like Kami threw hands or tried to throw yeah, hands. Yeah, he, he shoots laser beams and uh, projects his godly energy on him. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I I didn't expect that. Unfortunately, Kami disappears for the most part of that movie. That's like the biggest thing he does. Um, which is fine. He's the Garden of the Universe. He got his licks in. Um, let's talk about uh, the fights uh, because it's been a while since I've seen classic Dragon Ball Z fights, and I gotta tell you, man, it felt good to come back to all of this. Yeah, these are some really good uh, choreographed fights we got here. Yeah, it's not just look up in the sky, boom, 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 boom. You see, like. The, you know, obviously as a kid, those are cool. When you're older and you're cynical, like, oh, they're just so they don't have to draw anything. Oh. Uh, versus here, 
I mean, it's because it's a movie, but like it's more intricate. You see, it, I, I actually really liked Goku's fight with the, the the trio because it was it was a three on one affair. Yeah, they're only really strong because they fight together, and that's how they got the better of Piccolo in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I like it, it's just really cool stuff. Even when it was two on one with Goku and and the two other guys, where he had to use his power pole. Uh, to fend them off. Which, by the way, I think this is the last time you see the power pole. Uh, I think you see it again in the World's Strongest. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, I keep, again, I don't remember World's Strongest. You have to forgive me. Um, but yeah, I I thought like the, those speed lines were just so good. Um, it was the uh, I, it was the perfect balance of like kind of over the top power shit, but. But it was mostly martial arts and just blocking and attacking and lunging versus beam attacks. We do you do get a kamehameha, which is nice, but you only get one kamehameha attack in this. Yeah, and it's only used on the cronies. Usually in these movies, uh, it's the finishing attack, either that or the spirit bomb. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I it's 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 pretty good. Um, so how do let, let, let let's let's move on, I guess, to the final bit, which is. Garlic Jr.'s transformation. How did you feel about this? Either when you first saw it or, like, just now? Like, they alluded to it in the beginning of the movie when Piccolo was getting his shit wrecked by the trio. Uh, you see a silhouette of uh, Big Garlic Jr. Uh, you don't fully see him, but no, it's just most... kind of a hint of uh, what he's capable of. Yeah. And for most of the movie, you just see him as this, like, diminutive elf cre- uh, creature... And uh, once he transforms into his big roided-out state, which the three henchmen can do as well, although not as big as he can because, you know, he's the big guy, uh, it's really surprising. Like, it makes sense in this universe. Like, if Master Roshi can do it, then I'm pretty sure Garlic Jr. can as well. I forgot Master Roshi can grossly make his muscles bigger. Uh, I mean, also the, the 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 fact that the cronies themselves they get like they enlarge. Although they don't in certain animation shots, they didn't look like that they grew any bigger. Uh, depending on the shot, um, outside of the initial one. But I thought Gar Junior looked intimidating, and I like that he was mostly kept in shadow. Like it's like it's like all of a sudden it's like that the darkness enveloping of it. Obviously, probably not what they were going with, but I like to believe so in my head. It's cool. Um, and pretty much the, the fight there, it isn't much of a fight cause it, like it, it's, it's pretty much just a fight for survival until ultimately the dead zone comes about, which Gary Jr. I think Gary Jr. throws that shit out, right? Yeah. He summons the dead zone because apparently, uh, after Goku and Piccolo remove their weighted clothing, he can't beat them in a fight anymore. So he's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to banish you guys. Trump card now. Um, which I... <laughs> I love that trope of Dragon Ball. All right, time to get serious. Takes off clothes. I'm like, really, guys? Why didn't you do this? My question is, why didn't Garlic Jr. Um, just not be... I guess he can't maintain that form forever. Like, I'm I'm assuming that he can. Like, it's pretty much like a stamina-based uh, ordeal. Like, when he was summoning to the Dead Zone, he was more or less invulnerable at that point. That's true. That's very much true. All right, I just, I just, I was just, I just kept questioning it, but I, I think it probably gives credence more to the movie that um, he is this, this diminutive little character. So when he transforms and you don't know about it the first time, it is very, very shocking. Like what? Oh my god! 
Yeah, it's pretty much a big deal until the weighted clothing comes off, then he's no match for them. Yeah, I, I'll never get over, I'll never, I'll never get tired of that. Okay, anything else, Tyler? Any other tidbits you want to talk about? Uh, there is about one thing. Okay. Um, so, it's not as big of a plot hole as I kind of thought it was, because, you know, um, he can't beat Goku and Piccolo in a straight-up fight, but... Why would Garla Jr. summon the Dead Zone? Literally the only thing that can defeat him. He's immortal. He can't be killed. So, and he brought out the one thing that can beat him. So, yeah. if it feels, eh. it feels like unless it's that it's that villain overconfidence. I'm gonna chuck your ass, Goku. Uh, he should have just called for Android 16. 16 would have just dumped him into the <laughs> That um, uh, Arxis or Ben and Emco, fucking make that a mini game. Dump Goku into the into the dead zone. Make that a mini game. Um, That'd be awesome. Uh, but I think that I think honestly that's why he does it. It's just overconfidence. Like it's revenge. Like I'm gonna what you did to my father. I'm gonna do to you. I think that's it's that that villain trope. And um, it's weird though, right? Because he can't obviously he can't beat them, but they can't. He he can't beat them, but he they can't beat him either. He's not. He's immortal. He can't die. Yeah, it's pretty much a stalemate at that point. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I guess that's the way that the writer, like, they, they probably stuck themselves in the thing. Honestly, they should have just had Goku and Piccolo kill the bastard, but whatever. What I do love is that they think they defeat Garlic Jr. And immediately afterwards, like, Piccolo's like, I got him finished business. Like, really, motherfucker? I'm here for my kid? And you want to fight? All right, let's just throw hands. To Fuck. be fair, to be fair, he is the king of evil at this point. Piccolo is still a bad guy. Okay. Still, granted, he's still a badass, but he still believes that he's the king of evil, and yeah. Goku is literally the only person standing in his way of world domination. So, may as well just get the grudge out of the way while they're still here. True. Uh, which I just found that fu- I just I just found that funny, and, and you, I kind of forgot. I don't remember Piccolo being the bad guy, even with Z. Cause like I don't I didn't witness any of that stuff. So it's like seeing Krillin. Like, oh by the way, Krillin makes like a very short cameo. Um, yeah. Um, he gets so they're, peed on. Yeah, he gets peed on by Gohan. I'm like, really? That's how I knew this was like a Dragon Ball. This movie is going to be a running theme in these movies, by the way. Krillin just getting dunked on. Did, did somebody just have a pee fetish in the office? Did so- hey, like it's like that awkward like suggesting, hey, what if we have him pee on his head? <laughs> um, I I swear to God. Um, so I don't know. Um. Yeah, Krillin's, Krillin's here, but, uh, any, okay, so, uh, I do remember, uh, the Ocean dub a lot more, though, Peter Camellis's Goku, and stuff like that, but I do remember this Gohan more, it's, it's weird what you remember over other things, you know? Yeah, sometimes, uh, your memory just, um, pretty much appropriates, uh, what you enjoy more. Alright, uh, anything else, uh, Tyler, you want to add to this? That's pretty much all I got. Alright, so let's go ahead and go to the ratings board. Uh, how many Dragon Balls out of five do you give Dragon Ball Z, uh, don't fuck up the title, man, Dead Zone? I will give this a solid three, uh, star ball out of five. Um... This is a pretty good uh, entry point if you're getting into Dragon Ball Z, uh, whether you're a new fan or old. Uh, the animation's great. Uh, the story's simple. Uh, there are a few plot holes, but 
Unless you're like a hardcore Dragon Ball fan like me, you probably won't even notice them. So I think it's a harmless watch, all things considered. It's a fine movie. Right. Um, and I give it three and a half uh, Dragon Balls out of five. Really, really fun. Um, I think most of it's nostalgic. Um, honestly, uh, just really, really fun to to be around sort of this era again, even though I wasn't even born when this movie came out. Just just a lot of fun. Uh, so now let's answer the question that we need to be answered. Is this movie canon? Is it not canon? And I think the answer is... Yes, it is canon. Yeah, I was kind of leaning toward it, uh, but uh, there are a few things that kind of uh, left me tilting my head. Like, for one thing, um, uh, Master Roshi and uh, all the people living there, Bulma and Krillin, rather, uh, they don't know that Goku has a kid at this point. And when they do bring him here at the beginning of Z, uh, they're shocked to find that Goku actually bred. Yeah. So, uh... And uh, um, well, I mean, see. like, I, I mean, like, he, he never brings them. Like, well, yeah, Kr- yeah, Krillin knows about Gohan. Yeah, that's that's like the only that's the weird thing, right? Because he's the only yeah, one that's, who would. That's the only other thing. Yeah, it's like, wait, Kr- did you? I mean, it could be that Krillin got. I mean, Krillin did get hit in the head uh, by a rock that looked like hurt that a lot, so maybe he got a concussion. Oh yeah, the, the only other thing, um, Goku and Piccolo don't know about Gohan's hidden powers at the beginning of Z, so. If this movie really did take place before Z, uh, Goku would have taken the initiative to kidnap uh, his son um, way before the events of Z. Right. It's yeah, because like I would because because you only you only see the uh, power uh, eclosion up for the first time when he escapes from Raz's spot. It's weird, okay? But it's like it is canon because the crappy filler arc that happens after the Freezer saga that happened like that's in the show like that's canon. So it's like. Maybe certainly it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I don't like to count it as canon since it doesn't really happen in the manga at all. Oh, it's okay. just a It's just a thing to fill out while Akira Toriyama was writing the Android Saga. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Oh, there you go. D- don't don't watch the Garlic Jr. Saga after the free... It's, it's just Zane. such a... It's just such... It's so long and overdrawn. Um, the only uh, good filler in Dragon Ball Z is the fucking car driving one. That's the best one. Although I do like the fact that you get to see more of the lookout, which you never saw in, your, in like before that, in like yeah. how intricate it is. Like that was cool. Um, that was neat, at least. But that you can just look up a clip on YouTube for that. All right, everybody, that's gonna do it for this episode of Cinema Shot. Thank you for listening. And of course, when we come back next week, uh, we'll be doing World Strongest, which I think Tyler's looking forward to, and I'm looking forward yeah. to watching that. Uh, Tyler, please plug your stuff, buddy. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy for all things related to the Marvelous One. And of course, I stream live at Twitch.tv slash Iggy2814, where I stream Thursday, Friday, uh, not Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, And check out my schedule for what games I'm I'm playing that week. Uh, and of course, go to chartshot.com for all the, uh, for this very show you listen to, as well as our flagship show, Cinema Shot, and any other past shows that we've done, including the wrestling uh, uh, watch songs I did with Thomas and uh, our Atomic Shot show that I started with Tyler. Uh, thank you, thank you everybody that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back next week for World Strongest. Until next time, stay charged. I don't know, I lost it. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything.
Don't forget to eat your garlic bread, kids. <laughs> Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.